Thanks for checking out the second part of this interview. There's some amazing stuff in here. Fiona talks about the difference between being psychic and being a medium and whether or not we all have a little bit of psychic ability. Or is that just our intuition? Fiona's going to really lay out what the difference between being psychic and having a strong intuition is. We're going to pick up from where we left off at the end of the previous episode. Fiona's telling us that when she meets people, they've got a choice. They either think she's lying, they think she's batshit crazy, or they choose to believe her. I'll let her take it from here. Did you ever feel like you were in a position where it was your job to convince them that you're not nuts and you're not lying? Or do you just let people make those choices and screw them if they think you're nuts or lying? I didn't want anyone to know. As far as I was concerned, my job in this life was to keep it as big a secret I possibly could. On my first Mm. blog post that I wrote, I literally wrote secrets out. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) because... I had spent my whole childhood keeping it as quiet as I possibly could. Um, and how do you feel now if, if, when you meet people, if people are like, if you were at a dinner party and someone. Most people are polite. Like this so big helps. A-type personality starts ripping into you about it and, you know, throwing science at you and all the reasons why it's <laughs> not real. And you're either lying or you're nuts. Yeah. So that's always quite a funny one because most people are really polite. That doesn't tend to happen. I also, although your listeners can't see me right now, have a very friendly face. Like it, it just is. You do. It's just a, it's just a very friendly face. It's also um, a very young face. When you just said you're 36, I was like, excuse me? You're the same age <laughs> really? as me. Oh, you just no. got a very youthful appearance. You don't look oh, as weathered okay. as me. Because I think either I come across so unintimidating that people just ignore it they're like oh well you know no point in telling her she's like well (laughs) like they just ignore me or they're polite enough to go like oh that's interesting and then they just ignore it and move on so that's the response I mostly get truthfully my biggest problem with it is that when people do the whole like oh so what do you do it negates a huge part of my personality and my being because I'm extremely academic. I've had a background in L&D. I am used to dealing with like 10 to 20 alpha males in a training room, navigating boardroom meetings. I thrive in that environment where I suppose um, like everything's switched on. So with healing, everything's very passive. And I think that sometimes when you meet people and they go, oh, so what do you do? They pigeonhole you immediately into a category that is, didn't really do very well at school, uh, probably is a bit socially awkward, probably very nervous. Like people always assume people who are sensitive are nervous. There is nothing about me that's nervous. Arguably, I'm very assertive and sometimes quite ruthless, which you wouldn't associate with a healer. Mm. Um, But it's just part of who I am. That's really interesting, isn't it? I think we're all, I, de- I know that I'm guilty of making assumptions about people based Ooh. on their job. And I know people make assumptions about me. I was very academic and I'm a personal trainer now. And I think people Ooh. think, oh, did you drop out of school at 15? And, not, yeah, and yeah. you just think, oh, it's, fu- it's mad that we make those yeah. assumptions. Those, those situations I dislike purely because of 
how you get pigeonholed, less because of whether they think I'm lying or not. Because whereas a lot of people really feel like their job on the planet is to help educate people um, that these amazing magical things happen, I'm like, yeah, if they're fine beforehand, what does it matter? Sure. You know, like if they're perfectly fine living their lives, what difference does it make? People will come to the, to these things when they need them. I mean, yeah. my, my dad, everyone does, example, I guess. Um, actually takes great comfort in the idea that um, once we die, we're dead. Like he, great, he takes great comfort in the fact that we've only got however long we've got. And my mum, she would never ask me information about the future because she believes that life is for living moment to moment. Mm. And, and that's not to say that they don't respect and appreciate what I do. It's just that that's how they enjoy their lives. So, and do you know what? If it was the other way around and they were like, ooh, actually, can you connect with so-and-so? And ooh, actually, can you tell me what's going to happen? Would it be a really weird relationship to have with my parents? Mm. Yes, it would be really weird. So It's interesting talking about the future like that because I've obviously had Reiki with you and a couple of times I've thought, oh, shall I have a psychic reading? <laughs> because we obviously connect one. well. Yeah. But you said to me once in a Reiki healing, you don't need this. You don't need no. a psychic reading. And I wouldn't recommend you have one. Mm -hmm. um, and that in itself gives me quite a lot of comfort because I think, do you know what? Mm. I, I have control over my own future. Um, yeah. And if I feel like I was going down a path that was really mm -hmm. negative, I think Fiona would tell me to have one. Or I think I would, I think I would know. know to have one. Yeah, you, exactly. would, or you would just know. You'd go, whoa, something's not right about this path. I'm going to change it. You wouldn't go, mm. oh, something's not right about this path. Let me have a psychic reading to ask Fiona if she agrees with me. You just don't need Now, this is what I find interesting because you know that the biggest market out there and the easiest one to sell probably is psychic readings. Mm -hmm. Yet you're not out there pushing yourself. Is it because you authentically don't think it's the best thing for people? Is it because no. as a healer, you're thinking not... I don't want to, what, what is that about? Okay, so that's got a lot to do with the fact that I have been spoiled rotten um, in the sense that every so often, if I, I'm like, oh, do you know what? I think I need some more clients. I'll just have a little word with the universe to send me anyone that I can truly help. Whereas by advertising, I kind of feel like I'm, I might end up with people that, sure, I can help a little bit, but it's not like really helping, you know, do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm more about impact. That's what I'm interested in. I'm a, mm -hmm. And also I think the type of people that come to me are all very similar. They're not necessarily always from the same walk of life. Oh, I don't know how to describe it. Basically they're normally pretty well educated, 25 to 50 year old women. And they have a gift. They just haven't, fully accepted how it interacts with their lives so they so may have not this put words to it. for psychic readings or know, generally across all things okay generally across all things now what's really fascinating for me is that whilst I don't have as many male clients the ones that I do have are fall into a very similar category so they they also have a gift so I wonder probably more recently, I've been wondering if I'm here to serve the bracket of people who are like either just coming into their gifts or 
like they know but they're not sure and they've read a lot of books but they're like oh but do I say anything often when people come they want a sort of big wow moment they want someone to go oh my god you're a healer or oh my mm. god you're a psychic um and usually what happens actually is that the people who are mediums are much easier to identify because their frequency is one that is much faster than a normal person it just is um it may only be that they've had one or two experiences of mediumship so they've only had like a feeling of their grandmother nearby since their grandmother passed away or they've maybe they maybe saw a spirit when they were a child um but they weren't frightened by it and i think the not being frightened by it is a really important point um i was actually chatting to one of my school friends about this recently because she said oh when i'm in the when i'm in the forest walking my dog sometimes i get really freaked out like maybe there's a murderer or maybe that's just like a negative spirit that's following me around and i'm like nah nah that's that's your imagination honey like, like that, yeah. that is a hundred percent in your that's head. the Blair Witch project that's what that well, is right, exactly. <laughs> but the number of people that will say things like oh yeah but I think I had a really scary experience with a spirit I'm like but was it was it scary or were you making it spooky inside your head because every time I've had any contact with spirit I'm overwhelmed with a sense of love and it's like mm. like when you walk off that um airplane and you're just enveloped by this sense of love. And the reason for it is because typically the only reason that a spirit would connect with anybody on earth is because they love them. Yeah, so I think what's interesting for me is that obviously you can only learn about the world of energy through each and every experience that you have. And the more experiences you have that reinforce your current understanding, the more you feel like you understand it. But then something will happen that completely blows that away and you go oh okay so it can't work exactly like that because otherwise this would be this anomaly can't be explained mm. um and those things happen all the time so one of the things i talk about is that i always have my best working theory because i certainly don't know for sure and i don't think anyone does but i think that we can get a, a sense of understanding even if we can't put it into words perfectly. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I think there must be so many spiritual teachers. Yeah, because then they'll reach out to different people and explain things that they need in different yeah. ways. Yeah, well, if you think when, um, whenever you talk to somebody who's very religious, you get the same kind of feeling. They have a sense of knowing. They have a sense of understanding of mm. this like energy that is everywhere, that is our life force. It's just they've got different words to explain it. You know, it's interesting you say that because I this whole series of podcasts is sort of about different self care rituals or um, I guess it's about spirituality as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've been really battling with is whether or not to have on some religious people. So, so like I'm trying to look for the right type of person um, who mm -hmm. is comfortable with like some questioning about it and. Um, and I was thinking about having maybe a Buddhist, a Christian and a Muslim on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I battle with that idea so much. I think for me, it's easier to understand spirituality in these senses than it is in a religious that's, sense. That's Perhaps. a very modern way of understanding it. We, we currently mm -hmm. exist on the, I would say, most acceptable current understanding. But if you step into Christian um, environments, 
they'll just see it potentially as a different understanding of God because mm. it is really it's just like but it's probably them. the same thing oh yeah totally. you know because when no they talk when Christians talk about faith well any religion talking about faith yeah. you can describe it and describe it and describe it and explain it and try and rationalize it but essentially mm-hmm. when my mum who's got faith and I who don't have faith talk about things the missing thing is faith she mm-hmm. believes that all of this comes from a god who is metaphysical mm-hmm. and she believes that side of it and i just don't maybe so i don't know if i can fall into that category because i don't know if i do have faith i think a lot of mine have come through so many experiences that they've added up to create an understanding that yeah i don't know if i would ever call what i do faith in fact sometimes people have gone oh no like I believe that it's okay for you to have your beliefs and I'm like oh, I don't know if you can class me as someone who has beliefs because what I'm doing mm. is very practical like I'm I'm working with it I'm using it it's harnessing my gifts to be able to create a reaction or a, an outcome you do psychic readings so if you're a psychic Okay, what am I trying to say, Louise? Um, (laughs) Psychics, mediums, what's the difference? So if I wanted to, my grandma's passed away, if I wanted to try and speak to her, I approach you for a medium reading. Yep, a mediumship sitting is kind of how people normally talk about it. Okay. Um, If you wanted to know something about the future, you would sit down for a psychic reading. Now I've- So you can't do, because sometimes I see this, when I watch programs about psychics Mm -hmm. is that through mediumship you get a psychic reading so I come to you can you speak to my grandma my grandma goes don't go with that business idea or marry that man or you're going to have a baby okay so this is where I think there is a level of blurring of the lines for certain mediums Um, all mediums are psychics not all psychics are mediums okay that's the way it works all mediums are Mm. psychics because if you think mediums are the fastest frequency that a human being can have you don't have to have such a fast frequency to be a psychic at all so that's why some of us feel like we can like uh and i think for me i explain it as my intuition but sometimes Mm -hmm. i just know something's going to happen so lots of muggles might have that sort of I'm going to, I'm doing inverted commas here because I'm not going to describe myself as a psychic, (laughs) but we have the sort of psychic abilities, intuition sometimes. I think it's, I think it's absolutely the case that every single human being who has enough processing power in their brain could be a psychic. Yes. Interesting. I think it's an innate instinct. I think it's, almost animalistic in us I believe that our psychic our intuition our intuition our gut instinct I think obviously you can separate them all out because gut instinct is also linked with like our autonomic nervous system and all that kind of stuff which everybody has access to improving their intuition now whether they would ever choose to give readings to other people well I don't know like I'm not actually entirely sure why people would choose to do that if they didn't feel like they really had mm. to offer it. <laughs> it's, I, it's interesting you describe it as like an animal instinct. I think it was yeah. a David Attenborough show that I watched recently. 
I might not have been anyway it was some kind of nature show and they were talking about like the migration of birds mm-hmm. and they were talking about these birds that are native on the sort of like Chicago area so Canada US border mm-hmm. and that these birds migrate down to Brazil once a year mm-hmm. and what they were noticing is that the the pattern of migration they always get past the Caribbean before hurricane season Oh. So they started watching them over the course of like seven years, this study. Mm-hmm. And even though the hurricanes came at different times and sometimes months before, the birds would always leave just in time. And it would be at different times. So it might be mm-hmm. six weeks. You know, there was a variable of about 10 mm-hmm. or 12 weeks. And they would always get to Brazil or past the Caribbean before the hurricane came in. Okay. That is like they the animal is so in tune with their instinct and intuition and the planet that yeah. they know they can sense the changes in pressure and atmosphere yeah. they can see a hurricane coming 6 months in advance yes i think that is very likely a sense that we don't have so whereas we have the sense of you know sight hearing smell taste um touch and we have the senses of things like time passing and heat and like we actually have far more than our five senses. Um, you've also got the sense of where you are in space right now. You know, you've got all sorts of senses that people don't even consider to be part of the five main senses. It would make sense that animals have additional senses, you know, mm. the sense of, I don't know, yeah, changes of weather pressure and what that means. Like, who knows? But do who we knows? have that sense perhaps, but because it's not currently... Um, imperative for our survival we're not in tune with it because if you go to Africa and you take a tour around you know the Maasai with a Maasai warrior their sense and understanding of animals and where they are and Mm -hmm. nature is so powerful you know if if they're tracking animals what they can sense is very and when you ask them about it it's not just about like looking at footprints it's a it's a sense of where is the sun where is the where uh, are the clouds where is, and so they have an understanding of their area because it's essential to their survival so i think so maybe we be, don't tune into it so i think you're touching on the area that i'm really interested in which is how um your gut instinct is so connected to your subconscious and your autonomic nervous system so quite often people will get a feeling that they shouldn't do something. So bearing in mind, this is about the present moment. This is not psychic, okay? So this mm-hmm. is not about the future. And that's how okay. I define it. Because, so this is about gut instinct. What happens is in our conscious and our subconscious mind, we receive information from all of our senses all the time. Now, we are pattern creating machines. And you can see this in its positive sense with things like your gut instinct, where it helps you. And you can see this in your negative like in a negative sense, where, for example, this is where I think superstitions come from. So it might be that somebody washed their hands and then clapped three times and then something happened. And then they, and then for some reason, the brain goes, oh, it's a pattern, right? So Mm -hmm. we're pattern recognition machines. And sometimes it doesn't work out in our favor, but a lot of the time it does. Because what happens is we're absorbing so much more information than we can currently process that our subconscious might go, ah, I recognize that facial expression in somebody before who turned out to be a very bad business partner. Okay. So something really, they, they, nobody would know where it came from, but mm. all of a sudden 
certain sets of behaviors subconsciously trigger a memory and your subconscious throws it into your um into your body into your gut you know so somewhere in your nervous system it goes something's not right you know so you've got your signal you've got your gut instinct mm. um and i love that i think and i think it's really important to understand how that's different to sensing things in the future what makes psychic ism is that, have i made up a new word is that a thing Maybe. Psychism. i don't know <laughs> we'll call it psychism on this show um how is psychic oh, stop it Louise. how is being psychic different okay so for me being psychic is about sensing the past and the future because i think those things you cannot gain from any other way. Predominantly the future. The future is the one that you just, you cannot, you cannot get that information from anywhere else. So um, what happens to me, and this is where I think the people who say like they're psychic mediums, and spirits don't know the future. They don't know what choices you're gonna make. They might know mm. that something's not quite right. So for example, um, I had a mediumship sitting before me and my ex broke up and a relative that I'd never met came through um, and said that not to worry that everything was underhand and that I would, I would marry the love of my life. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, but I don't want to marry the man that I'm with. <laughs> I was like, oh. Mm which should have told me something, but you know, I'm still yeah. human. I make plenty of <laughs> mistakes. Flag, flag. <laughs> and it was about six months later that we broke up. But what had happened during that previous month is that he had hired somebody that eventually became his future wife. So it's entirely possible that my relatives saw that they had this amorous connection and mm. they were going to become an item which then freed me up potentially to be with somebody that I would, you know, would be, or maybe, maybe it wasn't supposed to be like the love of my life, but it was like, I can see how if she had seen the interplay between my current partner and his new assistant, that it would have, should have gone, ah, yeah. I can see where this is going. But that's not future information. That's just recognizing what's currently happening that the individual mm -hmm. doesn't know about. Um, your loved ones in heaven, as far as I understand, do not know the future. They might know the types of choices that you make. They might believe they know what's best for you. Um, they might have lots of opinions about what you should do. <laughs> but it was it was a very strange thing at the time because I wasn't looking to get married. So I was a bit like, oh, well, that's nice, I guess. When it's something about the future, what happens to me is I feel like a wave that comes from the center of someone's being. It's normally like around the sort of belly button area. Um, and it's a little bit like, if you imagine a boom, you know how we've seen like the sound barrier be broken yeah. before, okay? If you imagine a boom like that coming from the center just below your belly button and it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and, and keeps to sort of um, waving out. And every few moments you get another boom, another boom and another boom. And every so often you'll get a very strong boom from your center and that is your most your current most probable future okay so you have multiple in my opinion you have multiple possible futures but mm. you do tend to have 
one most probable future. And I believe that's partly to do with the choices that you're most likely to make. And that's why I try and basically catch <laughs> when I start doing a psychic reading. I try and find the strongest one. Now, the reason um, you won't know because you haven't come for a psychic reason, uh, reading, I prefer it when my clients have a, a Reiki session before they have a psychic reading. Because when somebody comes to me and their energy is very low, the booms are very weak. Oh. It's very annoying. Um, it doesn't mean you can't catch the strongest one. It just means it doesn't tend to go that far forwards. Um, so you might get like three months. You know, there is clients of mine where, you know, they'll want to come every three months because that's as far as their psychic reading comes up to. And every time I'm like, you really should just have some healing. So then we can get like six months to a year, you know, and it's, mm. only, a, it's only a little bit of time. So um sometimes of course you can see much further forwards than like a year and 18 months but i would say it's most likely if somebody has a psychic reading with me that it'll only go up to um a year to 18 months maximum so there are ways that you can stretch it further but i think your most probable futures are so open to change because of course every choice you make influences mm. your future and because so we still have free will constantly yeah mm. so like um there was a lady that i gave a reading to um and i said to her oh in november you're going to leave your current company get a pay rise a promotion and you're going to meet your future husband but you won't know for the first six months you might not even like him when you first meet him and, <laughs> and i got a phone call in december and she was like well i didn't move jobs and i didn't get a promotion or a pay rise and i certainly don't think I've met the man of my dreams. And I was like, oh, okay. And at this point I was like, huh, but everything I say normally comes true. Because um, mm. this was like right back at the beginning when I started working with people. And I, there hadn't really been any deviations. So people would send me messages and be like, oh my God, it happened. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I said it, you know, <laughs> whereas uh. I was probably unbearable. <laughs> um, but she was the first one. I was like, oh, okay, well, um, I don't know. I don't know, like, did everything else happen? She was like, yeah, everything else happened exactly as you said. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I got a phone call from her five years later. And she said, I moved jobs last November. I got a promotion and a pay rise. I met my husband the first day of that job. And he joined the company the exact November that you said I was gonna take the job. Wow. I had the job offer that november like that october and i didn't take it she's like they were planning their wedding and i was just like no that's way. amazing but i do so when people have psychic readings do they tend to come with like a specific question or do they sit down and they say tell me what the future holds for me ah okay so i like i'm i'm one for a routine like i like structure i like people to do as they're told and i like <laughs> them mostly to tell me nothing um so what i ask them to do at least a week or two prior to having the appointment is to start writing down their questions and what i say to them is i can't guarantee i can answer all your questions because heaven knows what they might ask <laughs> can i just say it really makes me laugh when you say heaven knows because I think, how funny is it that I've got a psychic on here? You know, Fiona, you know. <laughs> no, no, I don't. My brain does not know everything. Um, but she, um, yeah, so then I get them to write down all their questions. And the reason yeah. I do that is because by focusing on your questions, your energy organizes itself to be able to present those answers. 
So when I go to have a psychic uh. reading by other people, which I actually haven't done for ages, but I always write down my questions and I try and focus on them for at least like, I don't know, three to five days prior to make sure that I've got everything that I want so that my energy can organize itself to give me the answers that I need. Um, and then what happens is <laughs> a lot like a training session at the end of the session or like 15 minutes prior to the end of the session, I go, do you have any questions that I haven't answered? And if they don't have a pen, I'll pass them over a pen. I'll get them to tick the ones I've answered, whether I've answered it directly or indirectly, because sometimes things are answered without it being that straightforward. Um, and then if there are any left over, if we've got enough time, I'll then say, okay, do you want to ask those questions? Because if they haven't shown up naturally, we sometimes have to ask it like very specifically. And even mm. then sometimes the answers don't show up. So um, I'm trying to think like quite do often- Do you ever get- sorry that's okay carry on I was just gonna say do you ever um see something that someone's not asked oh yeah because their energy has stuff that they want like it wants to tell them so there was a how do you feel about giving people that information so like if you were sat with a friend or you know you met someone or someone came for Reiki healing and you saw something coming in their future but they've not asked you Oh, you mean in normal life? No, I think that's an abuse no. of power. So in normal okay. life, I think it's much like if you were stood at Waitrose or Tesco's or Sainsbury's or wherever you shop, um, and a chiropractor happened to be stood behind you and then just randomly clicked your back and went, sorry, I can see that you're out of sync. <laughs> that's abuse. Like, <laughs> definitely the least professional that anyone could ever be. And I was talking, there was a I was talking to a TV producer in LA who like desperately wanted to make a TV show around me. And the first thing he said is, oh, I can, I can see you like on the streets of New York and we're just walking up to people and like telling them stuff. And I was like, I won't do that. And he was like, no. what do you mean? And I was like, well, they didn't ask for it. They could just be going along their day very happily. And the information that I give them could completely screw up their whole worldview. And my mm. joy comes from making people feel good and empowered it certainly doesn't come from unsettling people and if they don't want to know why why would you tell them like because friends obviously seek advice from each other um and more I don't know I think everybody always thinks their advice is good advice (laughs) (laughs) yeah otherwise we wouldn't give it would we I guess (laughs) but when it comes down to like when I really tune in and I use my uh psychic skills quite often the feedback isn't the advice I would give you know there's some like there are certain Uh. situations where I've been sat with women in particular and I'm like I would have left like I would have left this relationship Fiona wants to tell you to run a mile because he'll do it again but the cards are currently Mm. telling you that they won't and that you actually will be happy so I'm confused <laughs> because it doesn't fit my worldview. Um, but is that the pattern thing? Maybe. That, yeah, is that's it, Fiona versus yeah. actual psychic. Um, mm, and that's just that's me saying like, that wouldn't be right for me. Um, um, but then that's the same with the mediumship. You know, I gave a reading to a reading, a sitting, a mediumship sitting to a lady a uh, long time ago now. She was sat in my living room. And um, the first thing that came up was her grandmother saying that she had made the right choice by not letting her mother have a relationship with her grandchildren. Now, for that to be the first information that comes through, it's like, how awkward. 
because mm. you've just got to entirely trust that the information you're receiving is accurate. Oh, it's like how like how rude. It's a big I responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. I don't always yeah, it's very uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but it was the right thing. And as soon as I said it, she was like, Oh my god, that's all I needed to know. Wow. And that was it. And I thought, so I think what's interesting is I I very much feel that people have to choose when they come because you have to be ready. Um, and that's for a psychic reading or for a mediumship sitting. And every so often I'll get a message from someone saying, oh, I'd really like to come to you, but I want my friend to come and sit with me too because I'm very nervous. And I was like, well, then you're not ready. <laughs> like, you're just not mm. ready. Um, and if you're never ready, that's also okay. You know, but you certainly, like, I can't do that because if I've got two people sat in front of me, sometimes it can be quite tricky to focus on one person's energy only um mm. so so it's not possible but it also I think shows so much vulnerability that the person might not even be ready to hear what comes up so yeah that's one of the oh. other reasons I don't like promote it <laughs> I probably Talking should promotion Fiona <laughs> I'm gonna make you promote now I want you to tell everyone where can they find you um, if they're interested in having Reiki healing, which I can't recommend highly enough, um, or a psychic reading, which I can't recommend because I've never done it, but I'm sure it sounds great. <laughs> um, but where can they find you? Okay, well, I'm actually very easy to find online, which is a relief. <laughs> I'm just fionalundy.com for my website, and all my social handles are at fionalundy. So as long as you can spell my name, you're fine. <laughs> Amazing. And at the moment, how does it work at the moment with COVID? You're, did I hear you say you're doing distance healing and reading? Yeah. So interestingly enough, I used to reserve distance healing for times when people either obviously lived far away, like uh, some of my clients are, live in different countries and live at different parts of the UK. But I mostly used to reserve distance healing for when people were very ill, when they were either hospitalized or or situations mm. like that so I used to think of it as being my most valued gift and I basically didn't offer it for a really long time because I'm selfish <laughs> I was like I want to keep this for me and my family um but I've realized that I can see five five distance healing clients a day um much the same as I can see like five Reiki clients a day and there's still plenty left over if there happened to be a catastrophe when my family needed them um but that's basically how I've been doing it all with distance healing. And it's so easy because the way I do it is just before I go to bed and I write it all out, anything that I see or feel. Um, and then I message it in the morning. So basically people just go to bed as normal. You don't have to be asleep for it, as you know, because when we do Reiki, you're awake. I just think that people, people receive the deeper healing quicker when they're in a very relaxed state. So mm -hmm. that's, that's the reason why I tend to do it at nighttime. Um, so yeah, that's, that's mostly how, I mean, distance healing in itself is a big leap for people that don't already understand energy, to be quite honest, because they're like, yeah. well, I can somewhat get my head around the idea that if I'm sat with you, like somehow that there's some magic there, right? But over distance, their brains are just like, what? How does that work? And to be quite honest, it, it's, most of my healing started when I was younger being entirely hands-off because of course your energy is 
is around you like your physical body actually isn't the part that we mm. work on predominantly we work on the energetic component component of it um and whether well like whether i'm sat in my kitchen and you're sat in your kitchen my energy and your energy is all connected because everything mm. around us in every single moment are all these just tiny tiny sparkly energies um it's everywhere like we are everywhere are actually already part of the whole when people say like oh you know when we die we go back to the whole you know or the 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 one the oneness we're still part of it in this moment right now um mm. and that's why when for example you think of your friend <laughs> and then you, they call and you're like oh i was just thinking of you it's because your energy is connected your thought mm. directs your energy um one of the most fun things that I do is teach people about energy. It's literally one of my favorite things in the world to do. And um, was it last night or the night before? Um, I was running my psychic development group and we were talking about moving energy and storing energy and influencing energy and co-creating with energy. Because while some people think that it's um, like, I don't know, like Dr. Strange who has like all these powers over the universe. It's not like that. It's much more like a collaboration. Um, and I think that's how it's always felt for me because I feel like that's why I'm here. I'm literally here to help people heal. So whether they're just sat in my presence because I'm constantly leaking this super fast energy um, or whether I'm actually directing that super fast energy towards them, it's a collaboration between me and what as a child I used to call the energies because it's what they want mm. to do. Like the energy of the world and the universe wants everything to move as fast as it possibly can. That's, that's its, its natural state of harmony. And quite often at the end of a healing, I'll get a sense of almost like a sound that is very harmonious. It's not in my ears, but it's like a resonance in the air around me. Um, and it's because basically, it's almost like a thank you from the energy being like, oh, I feel good now. And then of course everyone leaves oh. when they're all sparkly. And I'm like, no, you Yeah, no, you now. blow my mind. Oh, really? You absolutely blow my mind. Yeah. I mean, I was told the other day that each podcast should be 40 minutes long. We've been talking for nearly two hours. And no. I'm like, how am I going to edit any of this content out? Because it's so oh my good. God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe we've been on the phone two Don't hours. Don't apologize. I could have I stopped it at any point. But I'm just, I find this fascinating. I know listeners are going to find it fascinating. And I feel like I could talk to you all afternoon. Like this it's incredible your energy your energy um <laughs> it's so sparkly um <laughs> in the in the sense that I can feel energy um which is not anyway as advanced as yours but no, no, no. your energy is it. inspiring and magnetic Aww, and the thing that resonates with me the most with you is that the little skeptical part of my brain says this woman could monetize what she does so easily, but she doesn't, which makes me believe in her authenticity. Um, and Aww. I, and the healing side of what you do, I think drives um, your authenticity in this area. So thank, thank you, you so much for sharing it. I mean, maybe I just should hire a business consultant to help me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not very good at that side of it, but thank you. That, that but I think that, you know, the fact that you say you'll only do a certain amount of sessions a day and you're not going to do things that you don't feel really work for people. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. 
Because if yeah. I was going to waste my time, I would do something that made me a load of money. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, because I used to earn exceptionally well <laughs> doing what I used to do. But I yeah. think sometimes you've just got to do what you feel you're here to do. And if it means that, I mean, hopefully I'll always be able to, you know, feed myself and pay our bills and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Everything's everything's pretty nice I have loved chatting to you this has probably been like the highlight of ages <laughs> maybe since the oh. snow I really loved the snow <laughs> <laughs> we were playing in the snow actually right outside your flat with the kids because oh. they thought we'll go to Elmsfield and go to like the big park and um it was fun for about 10 minutes and then everyone's <laughs> gloves got wet and you know someone threw a snowball in Monty's face and then Ziggy was eating <laughs> snow where all the dogs have been and I was like oh no oh should we go home to movie exactly oh well Fiona I won't keep you any longer um but I am going to book in I'm going to message you right after this and book in for some Reiki because just talking to you has made me remember how much I love it how amazing I feel afterwards so thank you thank you thank you I'm oh, you're so very grateful. welcome it's been lovely to chat to you oh and maybe we could do another one who knows oh my gosh yes because I actually think we might have to because I'm not going to be able to edit this down and I've got other stuff I want to talk to you about I've, I've anyway <laughs> <laughs> I loved listening to Fiona talk and whether or not you agree with her view on the universe, um, you can't help but be inspired by some of the things she talks about. She genuinely helps people and I really like that about her. I hope Jimbo does too when he hears this. Thank you again for listening and do share and subscribe and leave a review and tune back next week because I'll have another pretty awesome guest. <laughs>